Welcome back to your Haunted Holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today we have another listener request. And I got to say, this email made me laugh so hard when I saw it. Because you could tell this person is definitely a true listener of the program. And this request came from Cody. And honestly, this is a pretty obscure place. I would have never probably done an episode on it. But it's got some awesome stories had he not sent me an email to look into it further. And what he said, Lindsay, is, Hey guys, love the pod. Been listening for, I think, close to a year now. I found another Capone connection, if you want to look into it. It's the Hotel Blanche in Lake City, Florida. I'm not sure how much other info there is, but they do say Capone stayed there because at this point, where didn't he stay? <laughs> right. We love it. Anybody who listens a lot, you know, knows that we talk about Al Capone on this show constantly. This guy got around like he stayed everywhere. Yeah, only because he seemed to travel to a massive number of hotels over the course of his lifetime. So this is going to be a good episode. Thank you so much, Cody, for sending that in. This is your haunted holiday at the Blanche Hotel in Lake City, Florida. Well, before we get started, I have a couple of new Patreon shout outs. So the first one is actually Cody Hinkle, who gave us the recommendation for this episode. We actually were already planning on doing this right before he became a new patron member. So thank you so much for reaching out with the great recommendation for the episode. And then also you're getting early access to this. So he'll probably be one of the first ones to listen to this episode pretty much all around his idea and his love for Al Capone. And then the other shout out we have is for Seth Reyes. Thank you so much for joining our patron. He wrote us a little note and he said, I love what y'all are doing and excited to dig into the extended content. I have a favor to ask in honor of Mother's Day, please put a shout out in my mom's name of Ellie, whom always she believed was sensitive to spirits, had a few stories to tell from Puerto Rico, and I know she would have been fans of your work. Seth, that is so sweet. So Ellie, this is for you. And thank you so much for supporting our show. It means a lot to us and it allows us to do a little bit more and help continue to build and improve our show for you all. So thank you for your support. Yes, I cannot say thank you enough. All right, let's go ahead and talk about this place. It's called the Blanche Hotel, but today it's really known in the town of Lake City, Florida as just the Blanche. Today, it's a lot of different things. It does have a hotel portion, but when it was originally built in 1902, it's basically the size of a city block. So it is huge and it was built as a hotel and it was just a huge luxury space and it was actually built. I am not somebody who really knows a lot about architects, but if you are, you might be familiar with the architect that actually built this hotel, which is part of what makes it so historic and special. And this architect's name was Frank Pierce Milburn. And apparently he's considered kind of a master in that field, was very popular in the South. And he is the original builder of this hotel. Like I said, it was a luxury hotel, 
back in the day like this is where everybody went right in downtown of lake city today lake city florida it's not really like a a hub for a lot of stuff right it's it, there's a lot of bigger cities that have since built around it but at the time this was definitely a hub for people that were traveling especially if they're headed to Miami or something like this so they would hold these huge extravagant events here there was famous people that did also go to this hotel one that's kind of unique is Johnny Cash stayed here oh that's a big one that is a big one and then of course Mr. Al Capone who's literally been pretty much everywhere but when Al Capone was going there it, it was mainly to travel back and forth so he was from Chicago he would have to go to Miami quite a bit to do all of his whatever those mob dealings are in Miami right and then on his way back and forth a lot of times he would actually stop here now what's interesting is a lot of times when you hear somebody's tied to it like that you hear oh there was a speakeasy or something and I looked and I didn't see anything about a speakeasy, but I mean, there could have been one. It was in that time frame. I mean, the odds are high there was a speakeasy, Lisa. Anytime we talk about any location, like in the 1920s, speakeasy time, right? And we say, oh, there was a, there was a secret hidden bar, there was a speakeasy in the hotel or restaurant. It's like 90% of the time Al Capone has been there or they believe he's been there. So I feel like he follows, you know, any place that there's a, a bar during Prohibition, th- Al Capone's down. I feel like it would have been an, a, a requirement of his. Like if they're not serving alcohol, I ain't gonna be there. Right. right. He might have even been like providing some of the booze. Probably. In terms of tragic history at this location, there's really not a lot of like provable, we have a record of this happening here. There is a lot of legends that go into this hotel as there is with any hotel. There's stuff that happens at hotels, right? Uh, In a book called Ghostly Legends and Haunted Folklore, it has a whole chapter about this hotel and it gets into some of the folklore but doesn't really have a lot of it can't prove it basically so according to that book there was at least one murder on the premises there was also several people that they believe died just of natural causes over the years in their rooms you know things like heart attack they get sick you know whatever the other thing that is very tragic that they believe happened here somewhere in the mid 30s is somebody there died by suicide and they believe it was a woman who was also pregnant they don't know why she did this if there was something going on that was related to that but they believe that this happened in the 30s yeah it's really unfortunate i mean that's very tragic you know and we hear this a lot about you know suicide in hotels and so it's really tragic no matter you know how you look at it but uh yeah this is something that's kind of common and i could imagine it could it could lead to a haunt could lead to ghosts yeah and The hotel itself, it continued to be pretty prosperous through about the 50s. The town eventually kind of died down a little bit, wasn't this big hub for people to stop through anymore. 
and it eventually just kind of went abandoned for a while. They did start to put in things like office spaces that people could rent out on different floors because this is really a, a very large building. And today, they've recently renovated it, and it's actually really cute because it is downtown, and in the bottom floors, there is retail space, so like little shops, a lot of restaurants, stuff like that. You can also rent out for your business if you need like an office space for yourself. There's also apartments that you can rent here that are reasonably priced. I actually got a price, uh, a price for the apartment we'll talk about. And there is hotel space back again. And I think, I don't know for sure, but I think some of these hotel rooms are on some of the haunted floors. Oh, that's exciting. That's key. That's what we're looking for. I'm not gonna lease an apartment for a year <laughs> to try to get a ghost. <laughs> no, but there's lots of options. Your Haunted Holiday now has Patreon. That's right. If you're a YHH addict and just want more, you can now get access to early released episodes and member exclusive episodes. Exclusive episodes will feature exciting new paranormal topics that don't fit our typical format, but I am dying to discuss them with our listeners. Think Bigfoot, UFOs, and other infamous hauntings. You can also get updates on some of our most recent trips with content that just didn't really fit into one of our normal episodes. Sign up now at patreon.com forward slash your haunted holiday or go to yourhauntedholiday.com to find the link. So like I said, this is this is an obscure haunted place. There has not really been a ton of investigations here. I haven't found any programs like ghost adventures or ghost hunters who have gone to this location, but there is a lot of stories about this place. And a lot of it is just local people talking about, oh my gosh, I rented out this office space or I stayed in the hotel back in the day. And that's where a lot of these stories are going to come from. They have said that there has been a strange feeling in this building all the way back to the 1960s is when they first started encountering some potential spirits here. The place where you want to go in this place in order to really experience activity. Now, they think there's activity in a number of different places, second floor included, but they think the most activity is on the third floor. Now, not that long ago, I know that the third floor was just abandoned and closed off. They weren't even using it for office spaces. Now that it's been more renovated, I believe there are some places that you could potentially go on that third floor that are more open. And I've also heard, I mean, it's interesting that they've renovated recently because that can stir up stuff that maybe wasn't super active in the past, right? I mean, that sometimes can stir things up. So just renovation in general, if there's something there, you might be more likely to come across something. Totally. 
Now, some of the things that you're going to want to look for here, there are the cool breeze that comes through while you're walking down a hallway that's unexpected and there's, there's no way that there could be a draft there. There's also a lot of sounds, I guess, of objects that are falling and they think they are like heavy falling objects, but then when they look around, they don't see anything that is fallen. So loud, like banging noises, basically. One of the more common things that people will hear are the noises, especially on the third floor, of children running down the hallway and giggling and laughing. I just had a feeling that's what you were going to say. And I, you guys, I have no idea about this particular location in advance of, of us recording this. So I just, I felt like you were going to say that. I mean, this is a common thing in hotels, right? Children running up and down the, the hallway. But I think that's something you hear in life, right? When children are there, but when there's no kid there and you hear some giggling, I mean, super creepy. Especially because a lot of the time this was heard from people the floor below when it was an office space, right? And so it was closed off. There was nobody even allowed up there. So there's no reasonable explanation for these loud children playing noises to be happening. Right, unless it was a hotel in the past, right? So I imagine there were rooms up there for people to rent. And it's ghost children. Yep. Let's face it, guys, it's ghost children. <laughs> Who knows? But interesting. Now, the other thing is doors will open on their own and slam shut. We talked about this, I think, last scary. week. Scary. That mm-hmm. is a very scary visual to me. Another interesting one is computers will like go fuzzy, I guess, and just stop working altogether sometimes, which I guess could pose a problem if you have an office space there, but they have not been able to find any reasoning for computers to be doing this on a regular basis. That's another one we hear a lot. I'm thinking about the Stanley Hotel. You lost full control of your phone throughout most of your time there. I mean... The theory is, right, that these spirits are using the the energy from our devices in order to, you know, maybe do something or whatever. But they, for whatever reason, they're trying to get the energy out of our devices. That's the theory. Yes, I, I agree. I think it's totally possible, especially anything that's functioning based on that energy, I think can be used by spirits in some way. Okay, now this is one of the more interesting things to me. There is something here that they think is what they would call an apert. I've never heard of this. It, yeah, it, so basically what it is, they say an apert is a portal to another location mm. that poltergeists could use to move objects from one location to another location like from across the world or from maybe even like a different dimension I actually think of the movie Poltergeist when I saw this because you know how they had like ropes you know tied Mm -hmm. to each other and would go into the, the portal or whatever so there is a hole on the second floor ceiling and it's nothing special they think it's just and it's probably corrected now by the way since it's been reconstructed But when it was just pretty much abandoned space, they said it was just kind of your average, like, decaying 
rotted ceiling where there's a little hole and things will get dropped out of this hole like coins or old newspapers just all kinds of random stuff will get dropped on this hole and people will and it doesn't make any sense because there's nobody on the floor above to be dropping it down that is it's so interesting i this is the first time we've really heard of something exactly like this at a location right i mean we've heard of like portals and stuff that could be you know maybe ghost vacationing kind of thing right but this is new somebody's gonna be shocked that i have not heard of this considering we talk about ghosts like all day every day right so somebody's gonna slam me for that but that's okay i speak my mind while we record but that's really cool i visualize poltergeist too that could be the portal to the other side, the other dimension or, or whatever. The fact that newspapers fall out and I would love to really investigate it. And I wonder if it's still there. I'm going to guess that it's not. Right. Uh, I did see one report of um, somebody who had done an investigation. They actually got access to the whole building and they and this was when it was abandoned for the most part. And they looked for this hole in the ceiling and didn't find it but that being said it's a huge expansive structure so being able to find this small hole in the ceiling i would imagine would be kind of difficult considering how large it is it would be really really cool to if you could track it down and investigate it right like debunk some things and and maybe even get some sort of activity and that could explain although some tragic things sound like they've probably occurred here but it doesn't have this like really long crazy history like a lot of these places do that are really haunted maybe it just has a portal to the other side and that's why we see so much activity at this place that's totally possible i didn't even think of it that way but you're right maybe Maybe that is what it is. And in fact, they do think some of the spirits activity may be they're like vacationing because there may not be an attributed <laughs> tragedy to it. But this was a place that people really enjoyed going. And we got ghost vacation and hanging out. <laughs> it just cracks me up. But I love how much ghost vacations come up. I love how much Al Capone comes up. I mean, these are really good central themes of our show, which I appreciate. <laughs> My gosh. Now, one of the people that is not there vacationing, they believe is the woman who died by suicide. And what people will experience here is they will hear a woman screaming, sobbing, just very, very upset. In fact, sometimes it is so loud that people from the street can hear this noise it's usually followed by like the slamming of doors and they've even had people from the street come in and say who is this woman that's being tortured like is everything okay like what is happening it sounds like it is pretty intense very that's that's really kind of scary to hear somebody screaming like that it, it's almost like a residual type of thing I would think I think probably as well, because it doesn't seem to be interacting with anybody. They do hear different things. A lot of it is mumbling. They think sometimes maybe she's calling out a name, but they can't figure out what the name is. But it is supposed to be a very loud situation that occurs when you do hear this. 
Now, one of the more famous stories from this space is a guy was actually renting an office space there on the second floor. And I think it was maybe the first night that he was there working, he heard what sounded like kids running back and forth on the third floor, of course, experiencing that. And he looked around at the other people in the adjoining office spaces and was like, nobody even reacted to that. He's like, am I going crazy? Why am I the only one that heard that? Not long after that, he heard a clear as day laugh. And he said he was the last person that was actually there in the office. And he thought somebody must must have broken into the building. I don't know what that is. So he stepped into the hallway and the light went out, I guess. And he got his lighter out and lit his lighter and saw the image of three faint women walking away from him. He was startled, so he undid his lighter so he couldn't see anymore, relit his lighter, and then they had, as ghosts do, vanish. Ooh, that's a good story. That's really interesting. It, it sounds like a poltergeist or something that's, that's purposefully messing with him, but who knows? Other story that is pretty well known is back in the day, a fire marshal was actually inspecting the property and he was going down to the basement. So he's walking down the stairs and fell. And he later said he was like very shooken up, I guess. He claimed that as he was walking down the final step, he felt a hand reach up and grab his leg and pull him down to the floor. Terrifying. Like, that's one of my worst nightmares is you say the door shutting on you. For me, I think it's a spirit like grabbing me and dragging me or pulling me somewhere. Anything like that is terrifying to me. Not being able to see something that has put their hands on you and is pushing you or pulling you or something like that is a very scary thought to me as well. That's not the worst of it because they do say, Lindsay, there might be a demon in this oh, hotel. Oh, gosh. Okay. Now, this is, again, like local legend. They say that there is a room on the third floor. And by the way, this is from when it was abandoned. So it might be a hotel room now for all we know. Okay. There is a room on the third floor that has been locked up. It's the only room that was locked up at the time that there is some kind of demonic entity that they don't want anybody getting to. Now, I talked earlier about that local investigator who went and investigated, was looking for the apert in the, the ceiling. She said that she found this room that was locked up. She really did see it and felt the doorknob and the doorknob was, I guess, ice cold. Weird. And I the, wonder why. Because there's an entity in a, there. And a demon back there. Then she brought these photos to a psychic, I guess, that she uses a lot. And the psychic was kind of just going through the photos of the building, didn't have history of the building, talked about several potential spirits that she saw in there, and then was like, and on the third floor, there is a non-human entity that is hovering by the floor that will basically try to attack people and that you got to be very careful kind of thing is basically what the psychic said so take it for you know take it with what you will but that's the claim 
So not a lot of evidence to support it as far as we're aware, but it sounds like there's some evidence insubstantial right now, right? But right. there's that possibility. So know that if you go visit. Right. The local legend is that there is a demon on the third floor. That is a, a big hype that's talked about locally. Somebody did go investigate it, although they didn't encounter the demon themselves. They weren't able to enter the room. They did find a locked room, felt the doorknob. It was icy cold in comparison to everything else. And then the psychic kind of validated it, I guess. Okay, so Lake City, Florida, Lindsay, is actually pretty close to the Georgia border. It is pretty much on the northern end of Florida, kind of in the middle, so it's not really close to any ocean, unfortunately, although it would be a pretty quick drive, I think, to get to St. Augustine or Orlando, Gainesville. I mean, it's not going to be that long of a drive, but I'd be curious how far away it is from where you are in Atlanta, because it's pretty close to the Georgia borderline. Ooh, I think I need to go. That's exciting. Yeah, and it looks like a pretty cute town. Lots of good restaurants and, you know, the other towns. There's some bigger towns not that far from Mm -hmm. it, too. So it might be a great road tripping stopping spot on your way to go somewhere like Orlando or Miami or, or something like that. If you're interested in apartment, if you're living in Lake City, Florida, I think it's a great deal, actually, because you're in downtown. There are retail shops, but right below where you're going to potentially live, there's restaurants. I mean, you could literally just walk into any restaurant at any given time that's like right there downtown. So like the walking situation is really good. And they have one bedroom and two bedroom and they go for the one bedrooms are $995 a month and the two bedrooms are $1,300 a month. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't know anything about Lake City, though, is my only thing, right? Who knows? whether or not that's economical there. But it does sound like a pretty great deal without seeing it. This is our first apartment that we're we're <laughs> highlighting on the show. Let me just say. <laughs> I will say I do I also do not know what that is comparable in price for Lake City, Florida. So it could be crazy, but it looks like it's brand new renovated. The kitchens look really nice. It actually looks really really cute like if I was living in Lake City Florida and looking for an apartment I would actually probably look at this place it looks kind of cool I mean and if you're living in Lake City and you want to possibly live where ghosts are which I personally don't let me just say okay but if you're one of those folks that's like ah whatever move my stuff in along with the ghosts hey it's an option for you you know maybe just don't Make sure you don't get a third floor apartment where the demon is and you're probably all right. (laughs) Just rule that out, right? (laughs) You go to the property manager and they're like, oh, we have this great third floor with this excellent view. And you're like, "Mm, let's go ahead and move down a level. But maybe you could get a discount. Hey, maybe you could negotiate it. That's a good point. There are several different hotel rooms within this property that you can rent out nightly. So just like any other 
hotel basically now the rooms have all the amenities of a typical hotel but they don't have services like a like a bus boy or you know room service they don't have that kind of stuff because it's kind of a unique hotel business situation here rooms look really nice upgraded they're all unique rooms so there's no real like set floor plan for them some of them even appear to have almost full kitchens in there and considering what you're getting i feel like the price is pretty good it's between 125 dollars a night to 150 dollars a night there wasn't really anything beyond that price i didn't see any like amazing suites or anything like that but based on the room numbers there was at least one with a room number that started in three it was like 315 or something like that which indicates to me third floor and most of the rooms had a two like 200 something which indicates probably second floor that's good to know. Yeah, I hear you. I think that range, that price range sounds pretty reasonable to me, especially if it almost has like a little mini kitchen. That seems pretty good overall. But I, I don't know how touristy the town is either. It's hard to say without knowing the comparables, but to me it sounds pretty reasonable if you're in the area. Right. If I am driving through on a road trip, I would totally book this. It's cute, boutique. They've really redone it well. The lobby looks really, really nice. You're right in the heart of everything in that town. And to book a haunted location too, right? For $125, I'll book it. Yeah, and the way they've renovated it, Lindsay, the other thing I would just add is it's not a doesn't appear to be a crappy renovation. It appears to be a very nicely done renovation everything looks new everything looks nice but it also is not just like a square box that you're in it's cute and boutique and just very nice looking I mean that's nice that's something we like about the older hotels is that they're interesting it's something a little bit different yes well if you are in the lake city area or you just want to go on a road trip and find a haunted place it sounds like the blanche is a good stop to make so thank you cody so much for making this great recommendation to us and we love that it has an al capone reference i mean we're just gonna have to start a list of places that al capone has been and just you know start checking that off the list (laughs) so all right if you want to send us a recommendation just like cody did please reach out to us go to yourhauntedholiday.com hit contact us and send us a recommendation for an episode or even send us a recommendation and a ghost story or one or the other we love getting that stuff they make for the best episodes if you also are interested in supporting the show go to patreon.com and search your haunted holiday and you know do a monthly contribution and you get extra perks as a result and it really helps us to continue building the show and making it better for you all also if you are interested you can find us on facebook instagram youtube and twitter have a great day and thanks for listening stay safe and healthy everybody